Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. everybody and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Ginger on Ginger in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Alex, I think you need to start a second podcast so we get a little kickback from the How Did You Hear About Podgo section. Okay, I'll just, I'll start a podcast. I'll use our code, and then it'll just be me. Uh, oh, are there like sleep podcasts? And I don't mean that as in podcasts that help you sleep, but I mean podcasts of people sleeping. Oh, interesting. Yeah, see, yeah. I was thinking ASMR right up top, but uh, no, a podcast of you and just the noises you make throughout the night. It's like eight to nine hours long. Uh, yeah, daily podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Largely silence, if not for some rustling and maybe like a fart now and then. Sure. Yeah, I'm into that. Speaking of farts now and then, Alex, we have some guests this week. (laughs) Uh, These two are very near and dear to our hearts. We have been on their podcast twice already, so it's only fair that we bring them on. Please welcome from the podcast Presidential Deathmatch, Aaron. Hello. And Dennis. Hello. Hi, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, Y'all recently started season three of Presidential Deathmatch. We did. Give our viewers the skinny. What's what's your podcast about? What are you covering this season? So Presidential Deathmatch, as the name may imply, is a very dry look into American history. Uh, although we try to spice it up as much as we can. Uh, Dennis and I choose a topic every episode. Uh, we explore that topic. Uh, topics that y'all have been on is which president would be the best Montanan, as well as which president was the best redhead. And we we explore very important topics of modern America, and then we have an argument about which U.S. president would be the the uh, the saint, the avatar of that that category. Or this season, those we're would very both excited. be great episodes. Who would be the best avatar <laughs> and the best saint? File those and the away. Best saint. Yeah, you get we, two we episodes out of Avatar. You have Avatar the movie and you have Avatar the last, Avatar the last Airbender. Airbender. Nobody's yeah. nobody's doing it on Avatar the movie. Nobody is like which president would make the best twelve foot tall blue, blue. person. <laughs> well, that's because we all know it's Abraham Lincoln, of course. Yes, <laughs> uh, which is really the trump card. I thought you but, meant we should do a, an episode on best Avatar the Last Airbender and then best Avatar the Last Airbender the movie, the film <laughs> by M Night Shyamalan. There you go. The blue one at all. Which president could watch Avatar the Last Airbender <laughs> film by M Night Shyamalan? Which president's tenure had the best M Night Shyamalan twist? Ooh. Grover Cleveland, but we're not here to talk about that right now. <laughs> or Woodrow Wilson. Uh, but this season, we are we are not focusing on presidents. That was the first two seasons. This season, we're focusing on presidential losers who ran for president Ooh. but never attained that office. And there are a lot of crazy people and a lot of boring people in that pile. So tune in to find out whether Dennis and I are talking about crazy people or boring people. I like that. Um, Thank I you. Wanna- Give you the award real quick, Aaron, for being the most well-spoken person to ever appear on Ginger on Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. the person who has their uh, plugs like ready to go. 
Yeah. yeah. And just, and you, you delivered it in a good way. Dennis, do you agree with Aaron's cell? With Aaron's cell of your podcast, C S E L L, oh, like uh-huh. he's selling it. Did I uh, comport myself well in representing the podcast? Yeah. Dennis? Did he comport his body onto your podcast? I don't know. Talk, I mean. talk to us about comporting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think comporting so important these days. You know, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of it's people so have lost touch with their comportion. Mm. Um, and it just it's misaligning. That's one thing. It's which is bad uh, too because it's like the whole middle part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, comporting and composting. What's the difference? <laughs> as far as I can tell, it depends on where you are in the U.S. Uh, it, oh, of sort course, of a regional thing, yeah. Okay. yeah certain African traditions. The alphabet. Mm, also true. <laughs> one position. Yeah. Aaron, you See, describe presidential death match as dry, and if that's the case, mm-hmm. are the episodes that Alex and I on? Would you consider those moist or, or very wet? Because I feel like damp. I, I don't know if I would describe it as dry. Right. So that's what I like to call a joke. Uh, it's <laughs> because oh, presidential death match, yeah, yeah. yeah. presidential death match as a title suggests that perhaps something uh, wet and slippery is coming down the pike, not something dry and crumbly uh, like so many presidential podcasts out there. But no, I, I think we keep it loose, Dennis. Uh, usually, I'm trying to drag things in a dry direction, and Dennis quite wisely is not allowing me to do that. Aaron Speaking handles the words. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, speaking of moist, I got a massage tonight and I'm covered in CBD oil right now. Ooh, wow. Congratulations. Just to throw that out there. But I want to know what everyone dressed up for uh, on Halloween because that happened a few nights ago. I did a DJ set in Victor, Montana at a cowboy bar, literally called Cowboy Troys. And I bought a light up marshmallow mask to, you know, pretend that I'm a much more successful DJ. Jacob, awesome. are you just a man of a thousand talents? Because it seems as though any conversation oh. we have, uh, you pull out just another cool thing that you've done in your life. A thousand like- interests, but I don't know if I'd call them all talents. Yeah, I, I was like, I would like to step in there quickly and say talents is a heavy word. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Alex Thought is the withdrawn. resident ego checker on the it's podcast here. Yeah. I can't tell you uh, how much joy I will have when Alex returns an email from me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm the worst. I apologize. Just <laughs> when I get him to give me back an email, it's going to fill my chalice. So that's, much. that's kind of what makes Gingers on Ice pop, right? Is that I'm too eager and Alex is, is so remote that. Uh, you know, we miss out on million dollar opportunities from you and Dennis. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys dress up for on Halloween? I, um, I, I, you go first. I'm a guest. I really, I really, um, panicked. Okay. I didn't, I wore a Hawaiian shirt with surfing Santa Claus on it. Nice. Okay. And, um, that's it. Man. It to me does sound like a costume born of panic. That's I, yeah. not something a man of a thousand talents would wear. <laughs> <laughs> I almost I, I did a very similar thing, Alex. Oh yeah, no. I I looked in my closet and I was like, this Hawaiian shirt has seagulls on it. And <laughs> then I had realized I had a bathing suit with waves on it that was also the same color. And oh. I was, and it's coral is the color, so I was like, I could tell people I'm a coral reef. 
And that was what I was going to go with. Coming from you, I think people would believe that you put a lot of thought into that, though. You've done a lot of groundwork into getting people to believe that that this was a, a Dennis Buddy original 364 days in the making. Mm-hmm. Like presidential death match. Entirely Indeed. me. <laughs> Entirely my <laughs> creation. What did you Although, Dennis, up- we did record on Halloween and you dressed up for me. That's true. Then I remembered that I that Carolyn had a wig from her bachelorette party in the closet. So I put that on and I then I put a top hat on top of that and I told Aaron that I was uh, a constituent from the late 1800s. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Context nice. friendly. But you yeah. didn't what what were you going to say about your Hawaiian shirt? Oh no! It was like a, it was the dumbest. It wasn't anything. I was I thought about putting on swim trunks, but then I we were going to like a concert party thing, and it was like a six block walk, and uh, it's fucking cold here in Montana, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to. I was I I literally thought about it. I had put it on, but then I feel like I have sensitive toes, so I wanted to put on boots, and then like. So boots with swim trunks and a Hawaiian shirt, just like uh, you just you just look like an idiot. You know, I, I couldn't commit to the flip flops or the sandals. So I, I was like, we're just scratching the whole thing. And then I panicked and then I just walked out of the house just wearing an ugly Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I feel like Aaron, you f- did you go ahead, Dennis? I was just saying, if you feel like you have sensitive toes, then you, then no one can take that away from you. You just do have sensitive toes. I was as sensitive as in like sensitive to temperature. Like I couldn't just like tough it out, like walking the six blocks in, uh, you know, in bare feet. I wanted something covering my little cold toes. Well, you also got to watch what you say around Alex's toes. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've heard that. I've heard that. That's, that's word on the street yeah, they're, about they're, Alex's toes. They're offended easily. It's, it's really, it's really rough. They're really sensitive toes. Also, very active on Twitter. Alex's toes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that makes Alex's toes seem like a lot bigger than they really are. Yeah, yeah. You want to know his handle? Please. Well, there's at, ten of them. There's yeah. Well, they oh they have one shared account called at these sensitive piggies. No. <laughs> It's good. It's good. I see why he's got so many followers. What uh, did you dress up for Dennis on Halloween, Aaron? I didn't dress up because I am afraid of costumes. Okay. Uh, I I am uh, of a childhood of uh, being uh, uninterested in clothes and relatively poor has made me afraid to make any costuming or clothing choice uh, besides the bare minimum. Gotcha. So I'm very scared of putting on a costume in case someone tells me my costume is dumb or even worse that they don't understand it. Right. Then you've invested and lost money, basically. Indeed. And indeed, uh, I've lost faith in myself, which is pretty easy. <laughs> my wife, however, dressed up as a a Renaissance lady that she later retconned to be the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was pretty good. When I asked Aaron to be in the wedding party the other day, he said, is there a costume? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Typically, really like a suit or tuxedo of some sort is the, nope. is the general. It will be, but I always refer to it as a wedding costume. And my wife was also very unhappy during our wedding when I kept referring to our wedding costumes. <laughs> uh, Dennis, you are getting married soon. When is that happening? Thanksgiving weekend. Woohoo! 
very right. soon. Ooh. Yes. Well, uh, Alex and I, I think, are both currently single at the moment. So if you have any tips, please uh, send an email our way. Start well, freshman year of college. It worked for both Dennis and I. Mm, yeah, a little late. I guess I could that, go back. That ship has sailed. Yeah, well, Rodney Dangerfield yeah. back yes. in school. Yes, back in school, Rodney Dangerfield. What a what mm-hmm. a cut. Um, let's get into <laughs> the the meat of the episode, if you will. Uh, Dennis and or Aaron, if you want to say it at the same time, what is our word, word of the day? Word of the day. Thank you. Yeah, you cut I'll that part. Blend right? that in. I just I add it later. <laughs> multiple, multiple guests on this show have expected Can us to sing that. Can you strike that from the record? Can I, you strike Dennis's singing from the record? Please? I can. Do you think that it Thank will scare you. people Objection. away from your podcast? No, no. I think that Dennis and I singing is one of the highlights of our podcast. But I think that it would scare people away from your podcast <laughs> oh, because I gotcha, believe gotcha. you're much more successful. As Dennis, uh, what is your word of the day? Please, please let us know. Aging out. Aging out. Aging out. We really we started out. talking about it pretty naturally there, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Aging out as in uh, I'm too old for this shit? As in, yeah. Sort of. We've aged out of being able to give people dating advice, I would say. And <laughs> Alex and I have aged out of meeting the loves of our lives in college. Yeah, so it dovetails our aging out. This, yeah. this came about because- What a great episode. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. On uh, on our podcast recently, Dennis said, because uh, we originally told you we wanted to do something else, but Dennis said uh, a line that uh, really struck with me, which he said he's in a phase of he used to be funny. Ah. And he no longer is. Uh, and I was like, ah, because uh, after 10 years of, of failing, for me, 10 years of failing artistically, I sort of have to face the question every month of is is now the right time to give up? Is now the right time to give up? So is now the right time to give up? <laughs> I, I hear you there. I feel like I have struggled similarly. Do you think that you'd be able to give up? Because every time that I get burnt out creatively or or feel that I'm not funny and stop for a little while, inevitably the the desire to create bubbles up again. And mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't manifest itself in the same way. Uh, Alex and I talked about this. I don't remember if it was on the main feed or our uh, after dark feed. We talked about this recently with our show, our gingers on ice shows, how we're playing improv games that we've been playing for six or seven years that I feel like we've aged out of. And, and so, you know, like what, if you don't mind me uh, diverting briefly, cause I like, I like talking improv games, like short form games, like forward and reverse and new okay. choice. And, and, and those are two are actually two, two of my favorites that we do, <laughs> but more, more so, you know, just, just the idea of short form games with no other hook, you know, comedy as a form has evolved since whose line started in like 1998. So that's really interesting. I was recently, uh, I've just finished two months of going to a bunch of improv festivals where I've had to be confronted with my own mortality and, and, or seeing the, uh, improv the ghost of improv future yeah, and, Mm. and the ghost of improv past behind me. But we were talking to one of our friends, Tommy Spears, and he was saying how, Whenever he goes to a festival, he tries to gauge where the improv community is at based on the age of the people performing and that he knows that if they're all in their 40s or so, that scene started with whose line is it anyway? And they tend to just still be doing the short form that they've been doing. This group has been doing for 40 weeks a year 
for the last 20 years or so. Right. And they've yeah. got their they've got their thing, but it's not necessarily super impressive to us that's outsiders coming in. Right. Mm. On the flip side, having grown up on short form and in Montana, when I went to Los Angeles, I don't think I ever saw a funny Herald. I never saw one that <laughs> I was like that captivated me. Uh, yeah. long form, I understand it. I've done mm-hmm. it. I've done most of the forms. It's uh, not my bag. I don't oh. think that I've ever seen one funny enough to warrant the legwork that has to be done for the first Ooh, 25 I minutes. I should, uh, if if I end up being brought up uh, to Montana, which is still technically on the table, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll see if I can change your mind about that. Yeah, you know our friends at Last Best Comedy, right? I do. I That's at least right. know one of your friends at Last Best Comedy, Annie O'Connor. I've spoken to Levin O'Connor, yes. uh, but I don't know that I've broken through his marzipan-esque shell yeah (laughs) that is that is wild i don't even remember they got you got brought up like organically like they just mentioned offhand bringing up some aaron dude from texas and i was like whoa 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 aaron garrett and they were like whip off your glasses honestly like yeah we literally we were like just talking you know via skype and and uh but we have been to the club they did Mm -hmm. a great job it feels like a club in like an act like a city uh, they've, they've been bringing in like a lot of talent uh, from outside, but they're also fostering, you know, the, the talent in Bozeman as well. And, and, and they have like a house team and stuff like that, who is still getting their legs. But I think if they yeah, stick with the clubs it, only been open, not even two months at this point, it's still right. very yes. much getting their sea wow. legs under them. That's good yeah. context. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's been a year since Alex and I talked to them and they were like, we're going to open a club. Yeah. Sweet. Um, hey, I Alex was, and Dennis, you two talk now. <laughs> I was going to change subject. Well, that gave me time to think about aging out. And I recently um, was thinking about at what age is it um, – at what age do I stop watching uh, cartoons? Mm. I was just watching Miyazaki. Yeah, but like, does that a few count? Years after that, <laughs> I'm sure he watches them. Because, like, I was I was watching um, uh, what, what Luca? Is that the newest Pixar film? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just alone by myself watching a children's movie. Yeah, and see, I, but I, that's I, the difference between <laughs> Pixar and DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, is what. Is that Pixar's fine to watch alone as an adult? DreamWorks, if you pull up Minions and you're watching it by yourself, then you get judged. I can't watch yeah. robots. Over you guys the remember? The- well, you can't get judged if you're by yourself. It's one of the beautiful. No, things. you should judge yourself, Dennis. Do you <laughs> not have a constant voice telling you that you're that you're an idiot and that you need to do better? Don't watch robots featuring Robin Williams. Well, I, we've already established that we've both had a partner since we were in college, so I think we both know that's true. <laughs> Where do we stand on adult cartoons? Because I watched The Simpsons and Futurama today. Congratulations. That is a wise life choice. Is it- cartoons are actually really big right now, Alex. So I think that I, if you told me you stopped watching cartoons, I would assume that you're trying to be anti like you're you're trying to pretend you're better than pop culture. Mm. But mm. are we aging out of cartoons having a moment? Because I feel like cartoons started having a moment, like a more adult moment, like 10 years ago. I want to I wanna posit a theory, and that theory is that millennials are intentionally not aging out of things. 
Mm-hmm. I think that we saw our parents and our grandparents, you know, ha- be adults and kind of resent their Said, lives uh. from like 30 up. And so I think a lot of millennials are hanging on or clinging to nostalgic things for fear of aging out. So then if you're hanging on to it, do you really ever age out of it? Yeah. If, if we had more time to explore, since I am a a natural devil's advocate, I would, I would potentially pull up a few things that might say that that potential has always been with us. Just the internet has allowed people to communicate. Cause I, I certainly know plenty of people who got really into older older people older relatives of mine who are still really into the same things they were into as a kid but they couldn't share it so they couldn't get a feedback loop of it uh but i i know for i i don't mind sharing this with your audience since they're not yet my audience please visit presidential deathmatch (laughs) but um, I, I was certainly the the kid at either six or seven was still into Barney and Friends. I got made fun of a lot for that as a as a child who was a little too old to like that. And I definitely uh, held on to my love of Power Rangers until this very moment in time. Mm. Uh, since my my best friend was sending me pictures of Power Rangers figures he painted earlier today. Uh, so, so I, I think that I at least have always been someone who has fiercely grabbed on to whatever I like and, and refuse to let it go. Yeah. It's, but is, is there like a natural, you know, like, I, I wonder what it is in our brain that it doesn't, there isn't like a decision. I didn't make a decision. Oh, well, maybe I did, but I can't remember like a decision where I was like, oh, I'm going to stop uh, pretending I'm a ninja. <laughs> uh, I was really into ninjas as a kid. I Yeah. But I don't think I understood the concept that they like killed people. I just thought they like snuck around and stabbed well, people, you, but they didn't they yeah. but they didn't actually kill them. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. what you were presented mm-hmm. with. Also, right. as adults, we have aged out of having free time with which to pretend to be ninjas that is true sadly for for so many of us well like i had the day off today um i and you didn't run around appropriating culture <laughs> no i uh, i didn't know i didn't pretend <laughs> i was a ninja my ideas of montanans <laughs> <laughs> at all i even have access to my roof if i wanted to i could get i could really get up there and start running around but uh, I, I didn't do it so you know why, yeah why not yeah, you your your brain it just requires more just intellectual stimulation than it used to. It wouldn't be satisfied with that kind of sort of a hedonistic treadmill. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that, man. No, yeah, just I'm sorry. We have I'm, sort I'm, of a running bit where we just pull phrases out of our episodes and say they would make good band names. And hedonistic treadmill is a good hedonistic band name. is yes. Good. That's very yeah. true. Could be the Flash eating a big old hot dog. So Could you know what kind of pisses me off if we're talking about aging out and nostalgia? The new Ghostbusters movie. Like I just, I literally don't give a shit. <laughs> it's got the one good that's reviews. coming up. The one that's coming up. I like mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, but the reviews are mixed, is what I have read so far, and, and basically that it is just a retread of. Of everything, and and especially because there was a Ghostbusters movie several years ago that tried to do something slightly new with the franchise, and uh, it started an all-out culture war. 
yes, at the did. hands of yeah, and and so the fact that all the little trolls that whined and bitched got exactly what they wanted now a few years later kind of makes me mad fair enough it's fair Uh, then how and we've discussed this so many times on this podcast but i I refuse to drop it how do you justify star wars uh, episode seven i'm not i'm not saying i needed star wars episode seven either Oh God! I hate that as movie. as a representative for Lucasfilm, I feel <laughs> as though uh, money—that's number yes. one. Yeah, uh, toys is number two. Uh, do you want to deprive me of money and me being Lucasfilm right. currently, Alex? And I think the answer to that is no. <laughs> do you want to deprive children of real expensive plastic? I think the answer to that is no. What are they going to do? So mad at that! Just I was so out. mad at that. That's the worst movie I've ever seen. When I listen, hold that. Star Wars Episode Seven is the worst movie you've ever seen. Uh, I, I have discussed it on this podcast. It's top yeah. three. It's top three. Okay. The Which, movie f- Forty Seven Ronin with Keanu uh-huh. Reeves is actually the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um, but Star Wars Episode Seven is really, really close to a movie called The Tuxedo with Jackie Chan. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm familiar out. with oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You need to broaden your horizons, man. There are a That's... lot of shitty movies out there <laughs> but, that but, are but, that are. We're, at the very least, it's a feast for the senses, Star Wars Episode 7. In order to be right. a shitty movie, it has to have the budget and the hype to be a good movie, if that makes sense. Like something yeah, like okay. The Room does not count because that movie is so mm. shit. Something like Sharknado does not count because those movies are so shitty that they're actually kind of incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I All right. think the only time I've vocalized in in enthusiastic agreement with a podcast like no matter what judgment i was gonna get was you ranting about star wars episode seven on this podcast yeah, <laughs> i, I hate was it like, so much <laughs> i was just like yes definitely well, I guess that's a lot of emotion to pour into something that's fine that's, kinda, that's where i'm at too Aaron. alex and i had this discussion i was like I, and i had the same defense of it that you did i was like but it's kind of fun it looks good like it sounds good and it's cute poe's got a cool jacket right exactly it's crazy derivative it's it's like a carbon copy but it doesn't matter if you okay and so maybe now i'm going back on what i said about ghostbusters it doesn't matter if you didn't see the original in theaters or if you're too young to care about the original because it looks and sounds bad to you then the force awakens is for you and maybe Mm -hmm. that's what ghostbusters afterlife is for a new generation but unlike the force awakens this time i don't care (laughs) so i aged out i aged out of being able to enjoy episode seven in my life experience. I'm just trying to right, bring it you back got to right the... over the line. <laughs> I would say that no one I can't believe Ghostbusters has that like fervent of a following. I get yeah. people like Ghostbusters, but uh, you know, obviously people Star Wars love is like Ghostbusters. Star Wars is like some cultural phenomenon that is truly worldwide like everybody on the planet at least has probably heard of Star Wars in some way shape or form. I didn't yeah. think Ghostbusters was that uh you know, why do we need like a Ghostbusters universe? Why does everything need a, a universe now with some lore and, you know, <laughs> backstory and right. going I'm, on? I am also the representative for Hollywood. Alex. <laughs> uh, number one, money. Number two, <laughs> toys. Toys. Yeah. I, do toys. you want us to not have money? China's <laughs> taking a lot of it. India's not as fruitful a market as we were expecting. Yeah. 
Like, we've got to milk America or we're going to lose this culture war. And I'm not talking about the uh, the civil culture war of America. I'm talking about the hegemonic American culture war that we're waging on the rest of the planet. Hanna and treadmill. I need you to fall in line. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. Uh, our, <laughs> our version of war rationing is you watching Ghostbusters and <laughs> lots of bland Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Something Alex and I discuss a lot on this podcast is aging out of certain bars. Ooh, mm. interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't. I, I If there is not a spot for everyone to sit down now in my life, I, uh, I don't want it. So can I ask y'all, because uh, I know Dennis, despite being younger than me, has been drinking longer than me. When did y'all's drinking life begin? Uh, if my mother is listening, I'm so sorry. Uh, 17. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think mine was like the end of 19, close to 20. So I'm coming up on nine years of drinking, or I've, I'm in my 10th year of drinking currently. Uh, and I'm really only in my fifth year of not uh, drinking something other than beer for right. for money reasons. Mm-hmm. So So I feel as though I'm still somewhat young in the whole drinking game. Uh, that being said, noise. I don't like bars that are noisy. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's like we're, we're, we like to talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. I don't want to shout at anyone. Yeah. Or I we I used to do this thing at really crowded bars where you have to get like right next to someone's ear to talk mm-hmm. to them. Like you had to lean way in and get right next to their ear, and that was just like an accepted form of communication. And uh, I have no desire to do that anymore, ever, yeah. ever, ever. No, Dennis, so there's a bar in Houston that that I really like, and Dennis and I have been to several times. Mm. And uh, so Dennis will understand the import of what I'm about to say. I got off a 12-hour shift at work, and I was really looking forward to going and getting a drink at this bar. And so I drove out of my way. It was not on the way home. I drove out of my way to the bar and saw that there were just a few too many people in there and just kept driving, uh, which which really ruined ruined the rest of my day as well. Of course, it was quite late at that point. Yeah. Well, Jacob, yeah. what was what was the vibe at this at this cowboy bar? I mean, if we're speaking about we don't like noisy, crowded bars. I mean, you essentially worked one. It was not crowded and I was the one making noise, which makes it OK. Uh, and <laughs> everyone was. Almost everyone was like 22 or up. There were very few young people there. A lot of people in costume, which I was surprised by. But uh, yeah, everyone was like mid-20s to 40s. What Was there like 40-year-olds getting down? No, no one was really getting down. It was one of oh. those bars where you kind of just come and get a drink. And they have an actual like brick oven for the, uh, pizza. And so it's like. Uh, act, apparently really good pizza. I uh, did not get any um, more on that in the after dark. I'll tell you <laughs> more about that. Um, but yeah, so people just come to get a drink, get pizza. And then I played loud music and, and had like crazy lights and uh, about the last hour people were dancing, but, but yeah, it was, I don't know. Yeah. It was a bar that I would go to again, yeah. uh, on that kind of night, but not on like a regular night which is they literally, when I showed up, I was like, what kind of music do you want? And they were like, anything but country, our regular country table is gone tonight. So 
they have a t- table of regulars that has a, a, apparently a heavy hand in the music choice. Of the <laughs> if your bar's name is Cowboy Troy's, yeah, you play a lot of country music. It's on right. you a little. Yeah, I still played a few country songs just to like appease, and uh, they went fine. What'd you but, play? I don't know off the top Dude, of my head. I'd have to fucking was, friends in low places and chicken fried. Yes, you played those. Yeah. yeah. Classics. Uh, I think I did. I like it. I love it by Tim McGraw. 5150 by Dirks Bentley. And Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. So there you go. That was my country smorgasbord. There you go. Um, is there anything, uh, this isn't really aging out. Is there anything that you guys have experienced of just aging? Uh, I mean, maybe like physically or anything like that. Have I, um, I s- yeah, man. don't sleep anymore. Congratulations. Like that just seems to be a normal thing. And I, when I, I talked to my mom on the phone about it, like two days ago, she was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome. To that. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, that sucks. Uh, I, I, you go. I was just going to say, I sleep plenty still. Like nice. I love sleeping nine to 10 hours a night if I can. Nice. Nice. Don't understand that. I hate sleeping so much. I'd what? give, I'd give all the sleeping up that I could if I could. Huh. I had it takes a, me just, forever to fall asleep. It's uncomfortable wow. to to be in a bed. So it's just purely biological necessity for you. I actively enjoy sleeping. No, I'd give it away. Oh man, Dennis, I, where I, are I you? I would at? love to have that time back. I had a friend in college whose girlfriend was was like only an acquaintance kind of thing. And so I only met her a few times, but I remember one time she was always very kind of like, not grumpy, but just kind of like would never say much. And I remember one day when I was talking with them, my friend was like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, you know, those like super sleepers, like they're just people in life who like only need to sleep four hours a night. And like, it's just like the same as everyone else, except that they just sleep half as much. And I was so like, this, I was like, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, this I was just reading about that. And he's like, she's one of those. And I was like, no, she's not. She's just like very sleep deprived because she's not enjoyable to be around. <laughs> yeah, she's awful to be around. Yeah. She's grumpy. Yeah, she's a mess. She's just sleeping four hours and yeah. hating life. She's yeah. an engineering major. I like people. And- I don't generally have negative opinions of people, but I was like, this person is clearly <laughs> not at I, the uh, level they need to be at. I have seen the very first Twilight movie, and I remember when they were describing vampires in that movie, they were like, uh, they never sleep. And I instantly remember being like, wow, you could get so much done. Yeah. Yeah. If you just didn't feel the urge to, and people are like, but I love sleep. And I'm like, no, you're not understanding it. What if you just never felt the urge to sleep? You never needed to sleep. All the books you could read, all the- toolboxes you could build yeah popped up in my life as well i took my cousin to the missoula art museum where they have a library that is pretty extensive with books on art history and i had the thought which i shared with my cousin that i if i were a vampire that i would spend my time like gaining knowledge like i i Mm -hmm. I wanted to absorb the knowledge of all the books in the room but without the time it would take to actually read and understand oh yeah Mm mm-hmm I grew up Definitely. in the country and, you know, not too Which much one? to do. Uh, the uh, old US. 
the US of A. <laughs> Um, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I had a friend who like in one summer, he was like, he was looking for something to do and decided to try just staying up for a hundred hours. And he said that he pretty much made it. He was definitely seeing things at the end, but that the biggest challenge was that it was so boring to like, like staying up one entire night and just like not having anything to do is doable. No, but like many nights in a row of just being like, I'm going to make it through yeah. another one of just like sitting and like, or not sitting because I don't want to fall asleep. Just like finding things to do. A hundred hours? Yeah. Yeah. Four, four and change days. Yeah. It's a That's... pointless way to spend your life. <laughs> How, what's his cousin doing now? That's close to death. Uh, he, he was just friend. Uh, friend, point, sorry. At what point, it's got to be somewhere around like 36, was all of his energy going to not falling asleep? <laughs> yeah, that, like right. the only thought in his head was don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. Like, right. it, like it's not like you could get anything done anyway. Right. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. Well, you can, you could run. That's at least a, a moderately useful thing you could do during that time. Here's one that I pondered. <laughs> I don't know if you can run for a hundred hours. No, it's it's called the uh, the young shuffle, I believe. Uh, if, if you haven't heard this story, it's it's a delightful one. Um, so Australia's a crazy place, and they had ultra marathons of running hundreds of miles i don't know how long it is but but the race is supposed to take a week or more of and usually the runners will run a certain amount during the day and then they'll camp and then they'll run some more and then they'll camp and this guy named um i, I believe his name was young and he's like 70 years old and he <laughs> unlike all the runners he comes in just like torn up jeans and a raggedy old shirt and he's like i want to run and they say you're probably going to die if you do this. It's very dangerous. He said, oh, I'm fine. I used to run all the time when I had to kept sh catch sheep by hand <laughs> when they'd get out of the their their corrals. And they said, all right. Uh, and then they all started running and he started kind of lightly jogging back and forth. And everyone said, oh, this poor, crazy old man. They ran and then they fell asleep and then they woke up only to see that he was 30 miles ahead of them. Because uh, when he said that he used to run and catch sheep, he meant that he used to run for four days without sleep. Oh, my God. Having to catch these sheep when they escaped. Wow. And so he just had a run that was allowed him to consistently move faster than walking, but did not absorb enough of his energy to cause him to wear out at any particular time. And That's then he won awesome. the race. Huh. And then did someone tell him about sheepdogs? Yeah, or uh, <laughs> they were all so embarrassed. They all said, "Ooh, it was or too late horse, at that point." Or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have these things called fences now. <laughs> they do a pretty good job of keeping the sheep in. Mm, I, I trust them. I imagine this like 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 painting the Golden Gate Bridge. Like as soon as he spent two days chasing one sheep down and he got it in, and then he would be like, "Where's the? There's only ever two sheep. He's like, Where's the other one? Oh, Son no. of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I captured a feel... sheep recently. Sorry, you did go. you? 
Yeah. Well, I'm curious about how, why, <laughs> you, what were you yeah, doing? You, you can't just say that line and then just yeah. be like, nope. <laughs> I, I was in uh, Vermont in a quaint Vermont town, um, which Aaron Garrett visited me there. I was going to say, me too. Yes. Were we in the same town? Did you guys run into Bernie? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we did run into Shannon's dad. You remember Shannon's dad, Dennis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was wrestling some guy. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, oh everyone course, knows each local other. Local celebrity Shannon's dad. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Montana. If Shannon's one person in Vermont meets one person in Montana, that's just going to become the biggest Connected. network. Of <laughs> I know. I knew two people from Vermont, and I asked one of them if they knew Bernie, and she was like, "Shut up." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so sheep, you were you were capturing sheep in Vermont. So that it was like a it was like the day of 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 autumn in the town, and so they um, the the woman came to demonstrate her sheepdog skills, and they put up a temporary fence, and the sheepdog got really mad at one of the sheep, and so the sheep just like went through the fence, and then mm. got kind of stuck in it and stuff, and so I had to like help help rescue the sheep by like untangling it and everything and then pulling it back. And then it like started to run away and, and the sheepdog was like pouting because it knew it was in trouble, but then like <laughs> it also wouldn't go away. And when like the, uh, the farmer was yelling at it and it was because it knew the sheep was going to like escape. So then once it escaped, the sheepdog went and got it. And there was like nothing any of us could have done. So it's it kind of cool because the sheepdogs are, are smart, but it was also stressful because poor sweet October, the sheep uh, got very freaked out. This was a Right now, I'm picturing a showcase in some tiny town center mm -hmm. where a woman goes, let me show you my sheepdog skills, proceeds to fail at that, <laughs> and then redeem herself with yeah. her sheepdog skills. To me, it sounded like the next Pixar movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's three-act structure. It had a very conventional, exactly. Yeah. Midpoint is solid. What was her, her want was to demonstrate her sheepdog skills. Her need, her need. was to learn that sometimes Dennis helps people. Yes. And that we all grow stronger after Dennis helps us. It's okay yes. to ask for help from others. That could be like the no from the Dennis from Dennis. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's okay. exactly from, from Dennis. Dennis from Dennis, which is also Last... what Luca was about. Yes, mm -hmm. ask Dennis for help. <laughs> Last uh, aging out subject I want to talk about. Do you feel that we've aged out of certain social circles? For example, I don't know any like. 19 to 22 year olds. <laughs> oh, well, that's I, interesting. I feel like I am in a unique position because I, you know, I recently was just in school and I was almost exclusively hanging out with 19 and 20 year olds, not uh, for fun, but <laughs> because we just were in all the same classes and we, I would just see each other all the time. But that was the most interaction I've had with that age group in a long time. And they're like a, um, a different, uh, species to me. I don't understand them at all. Is, but, yeah. yeah. I posted on Facebook one time a couple of years ago. I think I was 24 at the time. And I wrote, 
Well, I missed my window to hang out with 20 year olds and people got mad at me. I got like messages about it. Like, no, you didn't. You can. And I was like, no, I'm 24. That's creepy now if I hang out with 20 year olds. That's the thing. My my friend, Steven, uh, who's who's a partner in, in the theater business with me, he's currently 32. I believe at the time this story happened, he was 31. And he was talking to a mutual acquaintance from the the old improv theater who was 26. So there's a five-year age difference between them. And she said to him, because uh, they were talking politics or, or something similar, she says, I'm happy that even though you're from another generation, oh. you still get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't think they are in a different generation. No, they're there. not. They're <laughs> not. She was very wrong about what she said. Yeah, maybe wow. in a, from a different decade, possibly, yeah. depending on where the break is at. But, whew. So I want to offer you two something we've not offered any of our guests, which Ooh. is, um, you know, closing thoughts. You can, you can, but you both have, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute to, to offer a closing argument monologue yeah. of sorts. Yeah, sort of like a presidential death nuts, you know. Yes. So uh, whoever wants to go first can go first. And, and Alex and I will step in and refute as needed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis, do you want to go first? Um, yeah. Aging out. Uh, it's an interesting thing. I don't, I don't have anything going on in my brain. <laughs> well, right I, now. <laughs> I would say that we, we didn't really get to it, but I think that the the part that I really wanted to talk about, uh, which we had a wonderful conversation, so I don't worry about not talking about it, is there are times in your life when you realize that what used to be important to you is no longer important to you and that you're just holding on to it because it used to be an important part of yourself. But now you no longer need it and you can let that go in a Marie Kondo kind of this this was useful when I needed it and I no longer need it. And I think that's an appropriate form of aging out. But then I think that there are a lot of aspects of the culture that are asking us to deny parts of ourself because it thinks that we should no longer enjoy who we want to be. There's, there is a lot of puritanical scolding um, in all sorts of realms, including in the the realm of uh, you should no longer be doing this because this is not appropriate for someone your age. And I don't think that is is healthy or good for a society because it's just another way of uh, personal oppression. Um, but but uh, the ability to recognize that I used to be this person, I no longer am, and that is okay, is something that I wish we would explore more. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um a band that I liked, and and this won't surprise Alex at all, but in junior high, I listened to a band called Cobra Starship, and uh, I guess it was also high school. Their one of their albums just went gold and turned ten years old, so they repressed it on vinyl. And I went, "Ooh, I loved that album. I need to have that." But I went back and listened to the album again <laughs> before I ordered it, and went. Mm, I don't need to spend my money on that. <laughs> so I yeah. hear you. And that is something I've recently, uh, it was a part of old me and, and not that I, you know, let it go. Like I'll never listen to it again, but it, the, it was let it go because I didn't need to spend money on something that wouldn't be valuable to me in the present. Yeah. I like your Konmari example. It's like, thank you so much for like bringing me so much joy, but also 
like I'm a different person now. Yeah. And we're all at that point in our lives. I think I'm the oldest person here, which is a very new experience for me. <laughs> uh, but uh, where we've had enough time in our life to not only have had that experience, but also begin to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of I having would like, changed. I would like to judge Jacob for his love of Cobra Starship. <laughs> and I think it's a great thing that he's let it go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. This was great. I honestly could talk to you guys longer, but people don't want to listen to us. We have seen the numbers and we have, uh, we know when the, the episodes drop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait until Dennis and I learned that lesson. Multiple people have, have come up to me and they're like, I love that your podcast is so short. I don't have to commit anything to it. And I was like, okay, that, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. But, <laughs> but if you enjoyed this episode and you want more of Aaron than Dennis, please go listen to their episodes of Presidential Deathmatch. I meant to say your podcast, but a good place to start, if you want, is the episodes with Alex and I. We're on two of them, one in season one and one in season two. That's and correct. who knows, possibly one in season three, though I will admit I don't know anything about presidential candidates that weren't elected unless they happened in my lifetime. Ooh, well, I'm going to, you'll be getting an email at some point. Could I plug <laughs> something else, Jacob? Would yes, that be acceptable? Yes. Yeah. So, in addition to presidential, Deathmatch. I am also the writer and director of a monthly sitcom called Space Train uh, that that premieres online, and so anybody can watch it. Uh, I'm guessing this episode isn't going out in the next two days, right? So there's it comes out uh, is tonight when I'm done editing it. Oh, okay. Wow. So November fourth, you can see a, an episode. Uh, We're the first Thursday of every month. We we do Space Train live. So if you go to pronoyatheater.com, eight p.m. Central, you can watch uh, an episode of Space Train, and we will be doing another one in December, and we'll be doing another one uh, for the foreseeable future until I inevitably go insane. Uh, but we are in the second season of that show, and it's a very exciting one, and I would highly recommend that you watch it if you like goofs and laughs and also sadness. Beautiful. And Dennis, you just finished up uh, Improv Level 6 at Cold Town, is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can come see our, um, our group just kind of rolled right into doing a run. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty funny. It's called Hills to Die On. And we take your, uh, your thing, your thing pedestal you like to stand on. And then we, and we take that absurd opinion of yours and we turn it into a whole show where we each are just one character um, and build some kind of spooky world. Well, for Halloween, we did a spooky werewolf thing which was really fun um but yeah so if you're in austin listening to this uh you should come to the new location violet clown crown clubhouse it's cool um check that out yeah and check out aaron's parent company pronoia theater and check out the last episode of this podcast if you didn't listen to it because man that guy was really great parsons thanks yeah, um, he was. He was also from Houston. I was disappointed yeah, that he didn't go into more ask Houston you guys talk. If you knew him, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't know anybody because I sold my soul to both a terrible company and a terrible improv theater for <laughs> too long. Uh, but that's not an appropriate story for right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you guys again. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.
You're supposed to do a weird voice. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Counting Sheep. Does that actually work? Has anyone ever fallen asleep doing that? Let me know. <laughs>